Hi, Smooches. On this episode, we're joined by the devilishly talented RM Virtues to talk about sexy sleep paralysis demons, mythological fuckboys, and his series Gods of Hunger and a series of sacrilegious events. The former puts queer and POC characters at the center of modern retellings of Greek mythology. The latter kicks off with Sing Me to Sleep, which I recapped with the lovely ladies at Bonkers Romance. Because RM is only the second man to be a guest on our podcast, we had to torment him a little bit with an impossible game of Would You Rather. Spoilers ahead! Hi Meg! Hey Liz! Have you ever been visited by a sleep paralysis demon? I have not been visited by a sleep paralysis demon. I have not had the pleasure. Me neither, but we do have the next best thing. Yes, <laughs> we have We have RM Virtues here. Hello, everybody. Hi, RM. Thank you so much for being on with us. We're both so excited to talk to you. Uh, if you listened to the episode of Bonkers Romance that I was on, we reviewed, recapped RM's book, Sing Me to Sleep, which was about a really fucking sexy sleep paralysis demon and it was the first in a series of sacrilegious events I love and, that name yeah excellent name and I'm so excited about that series and Meg is excited about it um and I first became aware of you because of your gods of hunger series because I love Greek mythology and that was recommended to me and there are so many Greek retellings. So yours is unique in some ways. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So um, when I went into writing this series, obviously I was a very big Greek um, mythology buff, um, mythology in general, but uh, Greek mythology was kind of the one that I was really drawn to because you know I grew up in a small town, so our library was very limited. And the books that they had were like, you know, the Odyssey, the Iliad, like those are the things that you kind of went towards. And then obviously in popular media, that was the mythology that you saw the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the thing about it was in going into that, there weren't a lot of depictions of people like me. So even as I grew older, um, there weren't a lot of, you know, Black people, people of color, there weren't a lot of queer people, even though, you know, later learning that all of these people were there in ancient Greece. Oh, yeah. A lot of queer people, um, a lot of uh, Black people, people of color, they were very multicultural. Um, So to learn that later on in life and then ask, okay, well, why doesn't the media depict that? Mm -hmm. So um, I think last year or the year before, uh, they had a show called Troy Fall of City. And in that show, Achilles is black. So it really got me thinking, well, well, why can't, you know, somebody else depict that? And then it came, why can't I depict that? Mm -hmm. So I basically decided, um, yeah, I can do that. And it started with Hades and Persephone um, just because that's that's who people know the most. They're a classic. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So um, it just, it was because that wasn't even like my ship. Like I was very mm-hmm. much a big Hades and Hera fan, um, but it was like, uh, you know, that's who they know. So I'll go ahead and introduce that. And it was actually really fun to have um, not just 
uh, Black Hades, but a Black trans Persephone, and to kind of look at it from this, this place where it wasn't about her being trans. It was about, okay, we fit in this world in different ways, but, you know, we came across each other and maybe it's not the same as the myth, you know, you didn't, he didn't steal her or, you know, trick anybody. He just, you know, she ran into him, they mm -hmm. fell in love, but they both had to come to very hard truths in order to be together. So I think that seeing them in that light without it being this negative thing about how do I fit in as a trans person or how do I fit in as a black person, I realized this is a lot more fun. Like we mm -hmm. belong here already. I don't mm -hmm. have to worry about you know painting the pages with trauma yeah and mm -hmm. so it was very much important for me to already have a world in place where they belong and I was like well what's the best way to do that and obviously you could just say like well there's no racism here there's no transphobia here that doesn't exist but mm -hmm. no what if this world was a lot of trans people and a lot of queer people and a lot of black people and people of color what if they fit in that world because the world is already theirs? Mm -hmm. So that's really what was behind me creating this entire world full of these characters. I was so excited when I saw that your second book, Keep Me Close, was going to be about Aphrodite and Hephaestus because I'm an Aphrodite and Hephaestus truther. And I was telling <laughs> you about this on yeah. Twitter, how I just don't believe that the goddess of freaking love and beauty would like sure she didn't want to marry him it was right. her hand was forced but I feel like she would have found something to like about him I feel like mm -hmm. they would have gotten along and she would have seen the beauty in him and like that she let everyone else with the exception of Sue's hit and not Hephaestus I I mean I just I don't buy it Instead <laughs> of like from her you know from her point of view just to be like well yeah I mean I'm not the only one that hasn't you know hit with my husband mm -hmm. you know what I mean so um and that was really important to me too because obviously like Hephaestus is very much the god that he does everything for everybody but nobody ever gives him the credit he deserves right like, you wouldn't have the weapons that you have and the fortress the fortresses that you have and all this stuff without his contribution so for y'all to just push him to the side all the time mm -hmm. this is ridiculous so um I had actually planned for his book to be later on mm -hmm. um and it was always going to be him and Aphrodite but you know at the beginning of last year I found out that like I had a disability so I had like a um degenerative muscle disor uh, disorder so writing him was actually very therapeutic for me because we mm -hmm, were kind sure. of going through it together. Like I yeah. was figure out my diagnosis and I was going from doctor to doctor and he was, you know, there and he'd already had that moment. He already knew what was going on. Like he knew how to take care of himself and he was still doing what he loved. Like he wasn't letting that get in the way. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was really cool to be able to write him as you know still flawed still you know I hate everybody I don't want to be around half of you people but still <laughs> very much like protective big brother and you know this loving person who if you give him a chance he he's going to protect you and he's going to do it because he wants to not just because he has to 
because in all honesty like he doesn't really do anything if he doesn't want to yeah (laughs) you know what you guys can find somebody else so um, i I respect the vibe yes exactly (laughs) he's very he's very protective he wouldn't have made everybody weapons if he wasn't protective like he could have let you guys fail and he did So I love how subversive your work is because you create this world where trans people, it's just the world is theirs. They're in positions of leadership and they have support systems. You have Aphrodite and Persephone as best friends who are both trans women. And then was it Hestia who's also trans and is like an aunt figure to both of them, a maternal figure to both of them. Um, And you portray this world without them without the trauma, without leading into those tropes. And you're also subversive in portrayals of good and evil, which leads me into Sing Me to Sleep, which Meg read it after me. So I'm sure you have thoughts, questions. I I read it in like a day. (laughs) I could not stop. (laughs) And I will admit I was pretty... I'm not like, um, I'm not, what is it? What do they call it on bonkers? A monster fucker. You're not, not a, monster a monster fucker. I'm not, I'm not traditionally a monster fucker. So I was like very unsure how I would feel about it. And it like won me over so hard. I could not <laughs> believe it. It was just like, especially like based I I'm very impacted by cover art and it was like really cool cover art on this book but I was also like holy shit that's really scary and I'm (laughs) like oh he's so tender (laughs) like he's so sweet so it really like just floored me and I I don't know I cannot wait for more so I want to hear as much as you can tell us about your plans for that series and for gods of hunger because you said that witches would be coming. Yes. Um, so the series of sacrilegious events is, it's a series that like I've been working on, not as that, like with a name, but it's something that I've been working on for a really long time. So um, the seven deadly sins were something that gave me a lot of comfort as a kid. Um, and it's just because like, I grew up, I was raised very Catholic. So mm-hmm. Um, it was very uh, conservative Catholic and then you know being raised in a community that really wasn't welcoming to well queer people for one but definitely trans people because I was the only trans person that I knew of until later on um, in my community and then the other one was my cousin it was like in the family so I was was like that was very much like now you're like side-eyeing this whole family but anyway um yeah so we and I grew up really Catholic and after you know getting away from my family and seeing like the harmful parts of their brand Mm -hmm. of Catholicism I took a lot of a lot of comfort in you know the seven deadly sins and not because I felt like you know I was going to be like a supervillain or anything but just because it was kind of this thing of well you know, you say that these things are bad and you, you know, you tell me these things are bad and you're trying to lump me in with these things, but I don't really fit as a person into any of these things. Like, I don't think that, you know, I'm, <laughs> it was pride or, or greed that made me transition. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think that's that, that had anything to do with it. So, but um, I had started writing them and like, 
you know, forum RP and, and stuff like that. So I had always been developing these characters, developing these characters, and I just didn't know what I was going to do with them. And then when I started writing romance, I was like, well, you know, we could probably do that. I had probably like, you know, thoughts of like a really big fantasy series or, you know, something to that degree. But I thought, well, you know, you can do all of that in romance, which is, mm -hmm. you know, one of the great things about the genre is you can literally do anything. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. have to have it work out. So um, taking that into consideration, when I started writing Sing Me to Sleep, it was not part of this universe. Hmm. Um, I was just writing it for, you know, an anthology. It was supposed to be very short. Uh -huh. It got very long. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, we'll just, I'll just use the lore that I've already come up with for these guys and I'll put it into this series because now it's easy, it's LinkedIn, and that's the way that I can kind of introduce it. Mm -hmm. um, I might have kind of set myself up in a lot of ways because this seeming sleep is very different from the way the main series looks mm -hmm. in terms of like there's less demon content through the whole thing. Like there's still demon content, but there's a lot of times where they are in human form because mm -hmm. they are on Earth. Like now mm -hmm. we're on, we're now on Earth, so yeah. everybody kind of has to have to play this part, um, but. So it's the seven deadly sins. We start with greed and charity because it's also the seven heavenly virtues, which is their oh, okay. love interests. And it's kind of, um, you know, they're, they've been separated all this time since, you know, the demons left heaven and uh, they've kind of gotten their own power on earth. And there are other forces at play in heaven who don't really like that, even though they've been more or less very peaceful but the thing about it is they don't allow for control over humans. Like they're very protective of free will and mortal will, which is why, you know, Atron didn't do anything or couldn't do anything without Penelope's permission, express mm -hmm. permission, even if it wasn't out loud. So um, going off of that, it's very much this thing of, you know, we have to protect the humans and we have to, in order to do that, we have to protect ourselves. So um, it, it really starts off pretty slow, just basically, you know, Charity's kind of um, coming back into Greed's life and she realizes what's happening upstairs and how things have gotten kind of messed up and she's not supposed to know. Like they actually, um, they've actually kind of taken a lot of her memories away. Hmm. So when she gets to Greed, she doesn't remember a lot, but she remembers him and she doesn't know hmm. why. So they kind of have to unfold that mystery first of, well, why do I know you? Who are you to me? Mm. And he's trying to make her remember. And in all of that, you're now having, you know, she's the only link that you have to what's going on. And she doesn't remember. She doesn't know. Right. So you have to be able to, one, get her to remember you. Two, you're in love with her. So now, you know, mm -hmm. you're detective. You don't, you're like, well, I haven't seen you in all this time. What the heck happened? Mm -hmm. And three, uh, you know, she is in herself has not remembered who she is. So um, they're kind of going through that. But the long arching is really like a lot of action, um, a lot of fight scenes, but then a lot of, you know, there is obviously demon content. Like once at the end, it's usually at the end probably of each book, but it's still that that I've accepted you. I would like to see your true form. Yeah, And that's really the thing of you have to accept them before they can be um, 
their monstrous selves, uh, which was, you know, something that was really important to seeing me sleep because the way that I've always related to the monsters is, is kind of that thing of, you know, to accept somebody and to see those parts of them and still accept them. And it's not always actually monstrous. Like you're not abusive or, you know, um, you know, taking advantage of people or whatever. It's just, you know, these are people, these are parts that people uh, villainize or make you feel bad about or, you know, whatever, which is kind of what the sins were for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, they make you feel bad for these parts of yourself. When in reality, a lot of these traits are just human. Right. A lot of these traits are just something everybody has. We just don't show it in the same ways. So be able to accept that and be like, you know, this isn't all that you are. And this isn't all that I see in you. Well, now, oh, well, then I could be myself around you, which would translate to I can be a demon around you and use my tail and and my tongue and everything else. that's kind of the transition that I'm trying to take with the rest of the books. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. That's so cool. (laughs) Do the, will you describe what the virtues form is? Do they have an alternate form just like the demons do, or do they look humanoid the whole time? So I've been kind of toying with that. Um, I do think that at least some of them, because like I said, most of them have their memories have been toyed with. We will find out more about that, but like their memories have been toyed with to a point where they don't remember that. And that mm. and if they can't remember it, they can't show access it. it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a lot of these parts of themselves that they're going to have to unlock. And also um I kind of uh like you know, when you, um, they're being not turned into sins, but basically like you're kind of corrupting them Mm -hmm. in order for them to be on the good side, which is wild, but that's (laughs) the point was like to, to corrupt you to, so that you can be perfect. I mean, you no longer have to be perfect. Now you can be kind of like a flawed creature and be comfortable in who you are because right now it's like everybody you know you have to be perfect you can't mess this up you can't do this you can't do that and now you have to wipe out you know this entire species and then you know probably half of humankind with it and the only way that you can get away from that which has been you know pre-programmed into you is to become something else so Mm -hmm. um their forms will probably come into play at some point obviously they're gonna have to take on you know, other angels. And mm-hmm. you can't really do that as a human, no matter how much power you have. Right. So um, it's definitely going to be a matter of like what that form looks like once they've reached their final form. So yeah, yeah, that will definitely come into play at some point. I mean, it's really, you're talking about in a lot of this, making people more whole by incorporating the good and the bad, <laughs> whichever side you want to say is good or bad, because it's so, it, I loved how the angels were, and it was very easy for me raised also when I, not Catholic, but Baptist, <laughs> like um, very religious household. So easy for me to conceptualize the angels as, as bullies and cops <laughs> essentially. Um, and like, it, that was not a stretch for me to understand and it totally clicked. And the, the fact that what is making the demons or, you know, whoever's in hell 
bad is that just that they want people to be able to make a choice for themselves like how like it's so easy in our I feel like current climate for people to villainize that kind of ability to make a choice for yourself but it's really just about being more whole so I don't know I think that's just so cool yeah and I'm I mean I'm glad that you get it because I realize there are going to be some people that don't like just skip completely over the meaning or, you know, don't really, you know, appreciate it or whatever it is. I mean, is if why, they're you know, boring, they can just say right, so. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you've decided that you don't, you know, want to have fun, fine with me. Like, with tell me you problems. don't have religious trauma. Right. Without telling, telling me. me. Exactly. That's tell exactly me you it. inflicted the religious yeah. trauma <laughs> without telling me. And it's definitely me just being like, well, you know, at least I'm going to put it at the front of the book on the front page. And if you pick it up and you keep reading, well, that's really not my problem anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I've done my part. Um, I've made it really clear. <laughs> I've yeah. never been shy about, you know, I have religious trauma. Mm-hmm. I grew up in this household. This is what it was like. So it's just like, yeah, for me, um, it, there there is obviously a lot of like religious imagery, even if, you know, I kind of changed like the name, well, not the names, but like, you know, the way that the world works in a matter of like, you know, there's heaven, earth and hell, but there's also other places because obviously there's a lot of religions and a lot of different people and a lot of different beliefs. So those can be incorporated um, without you feeling like, you know, you've been, this is this is kind of a centralized thing. Well, not really, but this is where my point of view was and mm-hmm. what we were working with from that. Because it's kind of like, you know, because even in reality, like if you wanted to think about it in that way, Gods of Hunger just takes place in another um, realm. Right. Of this world, like it's still, you know, in that world, but in another realm of that world where the gods didn't get their powers or they didn't, you know, exist to lord over humanity. They were just born human. And so to have that kind of, you know, juxtaposition of, you know, you can be born or be placed in a position where you don't have the power that you had and you have to find it some other way. Mm. And I think that's really what the demons did was we, we made a critique, we gave a criticism, <laughs> we were kicked out, and now we had to find something new, which is what we did. Like we did it, you know, we wanted humans these people, these, you know, this project that, you know, our creator was working on, we wanted these people he was creating to have free will. And we were bad people for that. So Mm -hmm. what did we do when we got kicked out? We gave it to them anyway. And now we're trying to protect it. And so Mm -hmm. it's it's just that, you know, you want to be able to say that because yeah, in this current climate, that's the world that we live in. And it's always we're citing this and that to to justify taking people's choices away. And that's not fair. Mm -hmm. So now we're now we're at war for it. And you want to believe, obviously, everybody wants to believe that there's somebody, you know, big and powerful that's going to come out of the ground or, you know, drop from the sky or whatever and protect what you're down here fighting for when it gets too hard. And that's Mm -hmm. not realistic. But to to actually see it on page these people like we're we're fighting for it so you can too and i think that was really important for me because i you know as a kid coming out of that it's like hey you can still be a good person even though you got kicked out of this mm-hmm. form or whatever it was mm-hmm. like yeah you're exiled but you can still be a good person like it's not dependent upon what what place you occupy or whatever right so, mm-hmm. 
I keep thinking about how you're pairing the deadly sins with the virtues and my head is just spinning in all the ways that it could work. Like how could charity, the personification of giving and giving, giving become whole by learning how to receive Mm -hmm. and just like boundaries. Yes. And I'm just, I'm just so excited to see what you do with it. And and I, I want to pick your brain more. And Meg had the amazing idea of playing Would You Rather. So, <laughs> um, so we're going to put you on the spot as only the second dude who has ever been on our podcast. So That's true. So I was kind of nervous. I'm like, so okay. we're going to put you in the hot seat a little bit. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, so our first one, we'll start. This is a softball. <laughs> okay. If you had to pick one, would you rather read only Greek mythology or only Roman mythology? Absolutely. This is kind of like a Western question. Like, yeah, is that definitely Greek mythology, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, then sort of related to that, would you rather hang out with Aeneas, Achilles, or Odysseus? And why? Ooh. <laughs> That's they're all tools um, in their own way yeah they're all yeah exactly it's like who can you handle for the long <laughs> right um, yeah who um so like in 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 like popular myth i guess just odysseus just because like you kind of can you kind of can like get away from him when you need to like we're you know you're on the ship or you're trapped on an <laughs> island or whatever it's like you can deal with it dude like I don't want to deal with it whereas Achilles is kind of like he'll probably send you to do an errand or do mm-hmm. some shit you um, don't want to do whereas mm-hmm. this is kind of is like I mean to me like he he's kind of the guy that's like well I'll just do it instead mm-hmm. of you go do it yeah like, okay, well then you know I'll just stay here <laughs> I think you're you can probably guilt him better than Achilles. Mm-hmm. That's so, definitely true. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you know, Anias is he's. I just don't. Uh, I know. If, I I know. Mean, if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be annoyed, it's gonna be by somebody that people remember. So let's just, <laughs> go, with, let's just go with Odysseus. <laughs> All right, I respect that. <laughs> He would at least have some good stories right yeah, right, yeah exactly sure. but if like if it was from like my world i would 100 percent hang out with achilles he's still um you know a junior grade fuck boy every mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he he at least has some sense because he hangs out with hephaestus and aphrodite mm-hmm. so you know and artemis is there to kick his ass if he acts up, so <laughs> there's that we should mention, or I just want to mention that I love to find out that the way you were writing Aphrodite was as basically a vigilante trying to save victims of human trafficking. And I was so badass and so like in line with how I see that deity. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I'm really, I really love her a lot. And I know like there were some people that were like, she's unlikable and I'm like yeah that's the point like she's supposed to be annoying about her passion like that's Mm -hmm. kind of the point have you ever met somebody that is so annoying about their passion like they literally just bulldoze through walls to get it done yeah that's her so Mm -hmm. it's definitely one of which is again why 
her and Hephaestus made so much sense because it's like he really has to find patience like he really really has to find patience Mm -hmm. so it was good for both of them I think Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah you see a good amount of them in let me in so that that's fun because um they're still around and you know raising children Mm -hmm. that's really um really exciting to know that we're going to see more of them along with Athena and Dionysus who I would have never thought to pair them so I'm so excited to see what you do with that you put a really like spicy pegging excerpt on Twitter and I'm very excited (laughs) Uh, they were actually like my first uh Greek myth like ship that I wrote like in in forums and stuff and I was also like how the how does this work (laughs) but then I I realized like it's that thing of like she's always working always serious doesn't have any fun and he's never serious always (laughs) having fun I mean, he's always working too, because that's his job, but it's like Mm -hmm. that thing, you know, we're very different and somehow we're still best friends, but how does that translate into more than friends? Mm -hmm. So she has to kind of deal with that of like, well, how the fuck did I let him be my friend in the first place? (laughs) (laughs) So it's really fun. It's a good time. Okay. What next? Okay. The next one I have is, would you rather hang out with narcissists for 24 straight hours or be visited by a night terror 100 percent, the night terror Are yeah you it'd be over faster right <laughs> and it would hurt hurt less i really think it would hurt less to be honest yeah. wow sure. what an annoying man i know i know but speaking of pain now i'm gonna go to one. <laughs> it's like would you rather have the torture of prometheus tantalus or sisyphus I need a refresher. Okay, so Prometheus, he's like chained to a rock and he's getting his liver eaten out every single day and it just grows back overnight and then it gets eaten out again. Tantalus is like super thirsty and is in water, but like every time he tries to like drink water, it okay. like he can't get it. And then Sisyphus is the rock up the hill pusher. Ooh. I mean, no great option there. Yeah, no, no great. <laughs> Definitely not Prometheus. Like definitely yeah. not that. Yeah. I think I'd rather be thirsty. Because <laughs> <laughs> the rock is definitely also too like physically painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, eventually the water would get pretty painful, but um that might take longer. Uh-huh. I think I would be more demoralized by the rock pushing thing. Right. And then yeah. I just like rolling down. It's like it, once you stop, like that's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 once you like fall down under it like that's that's it and then it's really gonna hurt and then you don't even know if you'll die yeah I think I would pick the rock really why is that because at least I'd get like really buff get like Michelle (laughs) if I ever did get to the top then I could hit whoever maybe push the rock to begin with um uh yeah that's a that's a tough choice between the water and the rock Okay, this one was from our friend Molly, who has been on the podcast a bunch of times. Would you rather have the bottom half of a mer person or the bottom half of a centaur? Centaur, one hundred percent. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just like you're on a, you're like on a, you're you're a land, you're still a land creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One hundred percent. I'm also under the under the suspicion that centaurs have 
two penises. So, uh, oh. you know, the human one and the horse one. Like, I just under, I'm under that suspicion. Why have um, I never considered that before? You just blew my are mind. They, okay, so are they side by side or is this it like is the top question. half has? Yeah, that's also my one. question. Because okay. I don't know, like, because then, yeah, we're, I feel like if it was spread out, that'd be more, there was more to do. Yeah, there's more opportunity there. I yeah, think. there's more opportunity if they're spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. I, I automatically thought person. Just because I don't know, it's like. I mean, then I'd be able to swim, and I but don't how does what is where? I think that there's a cloaca, a slot, a pocket, <laughs> a cock <laughs> pocket. <laughs> it's like a little pocket. It's like well, hello, but then you could just like swim to tropical destinations. And... I mean, that's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, horses can swim. That's in, true. But people would be wanting to like, far. they'd want you to give them rides all the time. Yeah, it's like, I mean, but then you could just back kick them, which is also <laughs> super fun. Because okay. like, you have two weapons. <laughs> okay, now. that convinced me. That convinced me. I, you can I both punch the them up. and kick them. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Keeping good. on the theme of violence, would you rather <laughs> bare knuckle box Asheron or have a dance off against Persephone in front of everyone you've ever had a crush on. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Persephone because bare knuckle punch, like <laughs> there will be nothing ever to see again. Like, You're gone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even withstand the wind behind his fist much less the mm-hmm. fist yeah 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 that's true. and i guess like the dance off at the very least even though she beats me i will know it's because she's a professional and not because i'm horrible it's true. You know? so there's that and then also too like cr- every person i've ever had a crush on i don't think i have a crush on them anymore i guess we'd find mm-hmm. out in that mm-hmm. arena but uh-huh. okay in thinking about it right now i think i'd be okay <laughs> But okay, also, yeah, I don't remember, care about your like, opinion anyway. <laughs> I used to, I used to, um, I used to dance in the middle of the crowd at dances all the time. So I feel like it wouldn't be, it'd probably be less embarrassing now mm-hmm. that I kind of know what I'm doing uh-huh. as opposed to middle school. So <laughs> there's that. How about you, Meg? Because you know, I can't be embarrassed. I would be like, yeah, hell yeah, uh, dance. <laughs> I think I would rather take the punch (laughs) (laughs) like standing in a circle with everyone looking at me and trying to dance it's not going well I that's my nightmare (laughs) nightmare and at least like the one punch and I'd be done the suffering would be relatively short (laughs) that's that's my opinion Liz what would you do I would dance you dance yeah I would dance. I can't, I can't be shamed. Well, and also with the punch, I at least get to see Asheron, which I would like mm, to happen. Yeah. So that well, would be a, a, second. Yeah. a way to die. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you want to ask next? Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh no. I, the notes app, I thought that you had labeled these based off of who said what, but I think it's just who typed what, sorry. Oh, okay. cutting this out. Um, Okay, so this I have a question about 
the the hellscape that you've created so if you are there via you have your own sleep paralysis demon are you more inclined to stay in your shadow room or so if you have your own sleep paralysis demon and you're entering the hellscape are you more inclined to stay in your shadow room or do you want like the full tour and to go to like the hell pub and like hang out and meet everybody are you a homebody or do you want to go out i mean i am a homebody but i also want to see yeah everything like i'm definitely also nosy so (laughs) i absolutely want to see it at least once so then like i can either pick the places that i will go yeah again or absolutely be certain that i'm making the right decision by staying in my house yeah that's fair and you know like there's gonna be hot goss at the hell pub so like you gotta like just see what's happening yeah i absolutely want the hot goss on (laughs) all things hellish and otherwise all right this one is really mean i apologize in advance would you rather hear the gods of hunger version of Zeus talk for three hours straight uninterrupted or not see a single image of anya taylor joy for a month how dare you This is the meanest thing anybody's ever said to me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I live that... for your thirst tweets about Anya Taylor Joy. Like you introduced me to a life. religion. Yeah. <laughs> the love of his life. life. Like I didn't think I would ever fall for a skinny white woman. but <laughs> She's a white Latina. She gets like, yeah, but she still, gets like you know. he's a spicy white girl. <laughs> I mean, she thing? does speak really good spanish that he does. is true very true <laughs> there's um, really no one else who like she doesn't look like anyone else either. exactly she's very she's very very yeah it's like she's literally a fairy yeah i swear to it I she's know a it. hot alien yeah something yes. anything yes. other than what we think she is that's just what i know <laughs> um so could you give up that face for a month could you just hold it in your well I was about to say like I can remember very vividly yeah yeah like if I close my eyes I could see her just fine (laughs) (laughs) I'm like should I do I really have to put up with Zeus for three hours because I think I'd kill him um (laughs) even if like he wasn't actually in a room with me I would find a way (laughs) um so yeah I think I think I can go 30 days without seeing a new picture but what if, oh no, let's raise the stakes. Her image disappears from your brain. Like the, the brain things are not firing as so they wait, should. He knows but that I remember she exists. Her. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I remember, remember her, but you cannot recall her face. But then I don't think I would be, I don't think I would care if I saw her or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, if you can't okay, conceptualize I, okay, her hotness. Her? Yeah, I remember I, I remember her and I remember how much I love her. Mm-hmm. Yes, you remember that. Big, then oh, fuck. I guess I'll put the Zeus. <laughs> Damn it. I okay, went too far. The only, okay, the only caveat would be that I'd have to be looking at her the entire time. <laughs> there you go. Remember, That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. That seems reasonable. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's fair, yeah, I guess. Okay. The next ones are the fuck Mary Kill ones. Also mean. Yeah, this one's pretty mean. All right. So fuck Mary Kill, Raphael, Shane, or Zeus. Fuck. 
I know. I can't kill all of them. <laughs> Not for the purposes of our game. Okay, you can so... only kill one of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Okay, well, I have to kill Shane because, like, no matter what, there's nothing he he can do for me at all whatsoever. He has to <laughs> die. Um, <laughs> who was the other one? Zeus and what was it? Raphael, Raphael. Angel. Okay, I guess I'd have to marry Raphael just because, like, I mean, you probably have some good. There's, I probably have some good, um, or he probably has some good, like, Catholic guild that I can work on. <laughs> you know like uh you know just some and also too is like now you know that you're married to me we're now in a in a sinful relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I get to do whatever I want and blackmail you all the way through it and then I guess very I have good point this, just because like it's it, I can quickly get rid of him that <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, the bullet situation. <laughs> this Very next much. one is mean, but at least like the options for who you would fuck or marry are palatable. So this is the um heroes and heroines edition. So uh would you fuck, marry, or kill Hades, Hephaestus, Dionysus from your books? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, also Persephone, Aphrodite, and Athena. Okay, so <laughs> all right. So the boys first. I I'd have to I'd have to kill Hades just because he'd kill me if I didn't kill if I killed one of his nephews. Oh, okay, like, uh, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to marry Dionysus because I can't hurt him any more than I've already hurt him. Like. <laughs> Spoilers. Well, actually, that's not true because he he he's okay with fucking and leaving it alone. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that we could fucking get it over with, and then mm-hmm. we'd be we'd still be friends. Uh-huh. And I guess marry Hephaestus just because like that's like a security system and a, mm-hmm. a decent husband all in one. So yeah. yeah, I think I think that's good. And then I, I think I'd pick the same choices yeah. as you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good. That's a good thing. Um, hmm. I can't kill one of them. What? I know. You, you have to, though. <laughs> you have to. One of them is saying, you have to kill me for the good of humanity. Mm-mm. One of them is saying, I am like Natasha hanging off the cliff on Vormir. <laughs> about to let go you can just say i could not hold on i did not let go mm-hmm. let them die <laughs> um okay well let's okay let me go let me go in well, i i would 122 percent marry aphrodite 122 percent um i god damn it that's um, a wife yeah exactly like i could never i could never um (laughs) um i guess it i'd have to i'd have to let athena fall off the cliff it would be a warrior's death yeah and and that's i think that's her style like Mm -hmm. i think she'd rather me do that than and then i guess just fuck persephone Mm -hmm. although i'd miss her very much after she left (laughs) 
Mary Aphrodite. Like I can't, I can't not. Right. The threesome in I'm I'm spoiling shit. I'm sorry, but the threesome in Drag Me Up was so good with I mean, it's not a spoiler, it's three books ago or two books ago. <laughs> I know. Um go and read the books if you haven't yet, even if we have spoiled fucking everything because they're that good. But the threesome with Hades, Persephone, and Hecate. It was very, it was very much uh it was very much a spur of the moment thing. Hmm. Um, I still don't know what I was thinking. Um, but it worked out because I was kind of just like, you know, there this is how you build friendships. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it seemed like a good idea to build <laughs> friendships this way. Um, and that was kind of like, I guess, a rite of passage to know that you got the best friend's approval doesn't work for everybody absolutely not but um it worked for them so I think that was it was a good time for everybody involved when I was reading it at first I was like oh no this isn't happening is it oh no okay (laughs) and now every time now I have to go forward with every book and be like damn I can't believe y'all don't even know what your uncle got into like you guys have no idea like y'all think you're bad and you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um and actually they did have another uh they did have another threesome and it's on patreon just so that y'all know Ooh. um because i i one of my patrons asked for another one it was more of a celebratory threesome mm-hmm. instead of a um, sad comfort one yes very celebratory very exciting um there were sex toys involved um, so yeah, it was very it was very fun for them to have a a a re up, if you will. <laughs> we will have a link to RM's Patreon in the show notes. Okay, this is a real toughie. Would you rather be a shape shifting pleasure demon or be with a shape shifting pleasure demon? One hundred percent would rather be one hundred percent. Okay. 120 percent I think that mine would just be be with because I'm lazy (laughs) (laughs) I mean there's not a lot of effort that goes into it I mean you just kind of send the the message and then yeah that's true and then it's like you have you have your own built-in sex toys for you and Mm -hmm. everybody else that's yeah and the human form is kind of trash and I should say this Cause like I realized I didn't actually highlight this in the in Sing Me Asleep, but you can use the tail while in human form. Like you don't have to fully transform into the demon form. Like yeah, does that happen at the very end? I, I mean, like... he he shows his human form. Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't stay in it because oh, that's she right. Loves the demon form but he absolutely could have just whipped out the tail and the tail alone or the tongue and the tongue alone i like that um, everything's so yeah. retractable customizable yes, exactly <laughs> okay Super yeah sexy Swiss Army knife. 100%. <laughs> okay yeah i could see that choice i respect that liz are you b or be with be with be with why tmi but i i'm into overstimulation <laughs> I would have guessed. Like to, like to have, like to have, like your pick. 
different <laughs> like you know I like a I like a buffet I like a tasting menu mm-hmm. that's sure. fair that's mm-hmm. absolutely fair okay we have a few more if you're a dad all right how about would you rather be a water god an earth god or a sky god water god okay I've, I I definitely am like a water bender so I I feel like that's because it's like water is so powerful mm-hmm. it can also be so soothing all mm-hmm. at once. so I really appreciate that and I get because like can a sea god make it rain or does it have to be a sky god mm-hmm. you work together that's a good question I think you could collab yeah yeah He's like, hey, dude, can I use your sky for a second? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you could. 100% sea god. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, this one is borrowed from 30 Rock. I don't know if you ever watched 30 Rock. No. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be with the person you love forever, but always have to wear a shirt made of their pubes or be single <laughs> the rest of your life, but get to wear whatever you want? This is rude. Y'all are rude. <laughs> First of all, I didn't pay $6,000 for top surgery to wear a shirt of any kind. <laughs> um, man, you you not... get to design the shirt. Yeah, someone asked me, is it, like, is it visible? And I was like, does it matter? It's going to feel so <laughs> itchy. Yeah, exactly. Always. It's itchy. <laughs> you have to wear it all the time. Uh, yeah, all like, the time. Even during sex. What about showering? Fair. I mean, I think it's got to be an undershirt. I think it's got to be whenever you would be wearing a shirt, a shirt? Is, yeah. it would have to be a pube shirt. Yeah, so all like, right. I'll simple, you could be in you know your home or wherever. And... I'm a romantic, so yeah, I, <laughs> pube shirt. Just being single all the, forever sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> Someone also brought up the point that like you could still you know have hookups and things like that but yeah the true love thing yeah i know yeah exactly i'm a demisexual so i can't just hook up Mm -hmm. i i would cheat and i would be like okay i'm designing the shirt it's gonna be an undershirt no one's gonna see it and like i get to decide the pube content of the shirt it's gonna (laughs) be a mixed textile okay so it's gonna be like 98 percent cotton and two percent pube (laughs) That would be nice. See, yeah. would, <laughs> I could fair. do with that. I could just, yeah. absolutely like just or just like a shirt with a pube pocket. Yes. <laughs> pube like trim. That. Yeah. Just like I God, I hope nobody ever asks because like I don't. <laughs> I'm not qualified to that, answer this question. That is a boundary. That's a hard limit that we're setting if anyone has. Okay. Here's a classic. Would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? A werewolf. Yeah. Very, I'm very, uh, I've thought about this a lot. Obviously, who hasn't? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like you're still alive. You know, you don't really have to, you don't really depend on other people's blood. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're a, you're a fucking werewolf. Like, yeah. Like a big ass wolf. Like, love that for me 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i guess being like a bat would be okay but yeah not- the flying thing was kind of tempting yeah and, and i really don't want to live Aww. forever 
So yeah, that's true too. Hard pass. Yeah. Yeah. Like the inability to die is like one of my worst fears. (laughs) But it's also too is like if I were a vampire, oh, the stuff I would fuck up. Like just the amount (laughs) I would fuck. (laughs) I could save the world then, but you know, I could do that as a werewolf and then call it. That's true. That's so true. would you like rip out some specific throats if you were a vampire? Absolutely. Yeah. But I can't say that because the FBI is probably watching. <laughs> they already have me on their list. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this has to do with mythical creatures a little bit. Um, would you rather have three heads a la Cerberus or a Cyclops or be a Cyclops? I think three heads. I don't know. I don't know if I want to look at myself every time. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is very valid. Neck, you know? Yeah. And also, like, okay, we all, but when you have three heads, you still only have one stomach, right? Oh, because that was one of my big things was like, <laughs> I could be snacking one. Right. All the like, time. <laughs> that was a perk. Hmm. It probably. Yeah, but three heads, though, like, if you have three heads and three different brains, that's three times the shit I would get done, so. That's right. You get Mm -hmm. get separate brains, right? Because, like, I feel like that would be super nice, right? Because then I could have, like, a writer, an editor, and a marketing team over here. (laughs) You still have two hands, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could be, like, dictating from your writer head. (laughs) Right, so, like, like, writer's writing and the editor's just over okay hey wait move that around what are you doing and then yeah. one of your heads is taking a nap exactly wow yeah i'm gonna go with three heads yeah yeah change my whole change my whole outlook just now <laughs> i like that one eye is like you're just downsizing now well like yeah one eye is fine but like one eye in the middle of my whole face yeah right? you could mm. probably like walk around unnoticed more easily that way absolutely three head thing but I mean, it's a trade-off, I guess. Okay, this last one. So Aia is Cersei's island, right? Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be exiled to Tartarus or Aia? I feel like that one's an easy one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going, I don't think I would go to Tartarus. Mm -hmm. You just have to respect her. Don't piss her off. (laughs) (laughs) Sit in the corner and shut up. Like Which was everybody's downfall because nobody listened. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think 100% Cersei's Island would be Same. my choice. I would love to be friends with her. Yes, right? me too. Like if she liked me, oh my God. My I life know. would really get better. <laughs> and even if she did turn you into a pig, pigs are very smart. Yeah, and she cares for the pigs. So it's yeah, like... I mean, yeah, she's nice. She's nice to me. Yeah. So. yeah. But again, it's like, if you don't piss her off, I feel like she might even let you be like, pig by day human by night or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you get special privileges if you're yeah dead. yeah yeah cool. if you're an exceptionally good pig like a charlotte's <laughs> web kind of pig, <laughs> you, you can get some privileges back that's it that's all i want but also like just to be a pig and like you just get to eat all day and get pets sometimes fuck it yeah i'm good they're basically dogs right yes. like <laughs> uh, yeah i think so i, I would say so yeah they are i think that was it yeah that's it the whole list (laughs) okay so now that we have put you in the hot seat how much do you hate us that was (laughs) on the scale of one to ten yeah 
I mean, no, that wasn't that. I I got I hated you for a second when you asked me to listen to Zeus mm-hmm. over over Anya for a month, but mm-hmm. I got over it. So we're okay. Good. good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was a rigorous. Would you rather? <laughs> that was probably yeah. That was probably the worst question anybody's ever asked me. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I, I forgive you. Okay. All for, all for entertainment. So your next book that's coming out is Let Me In? Yes. So Do you have a release um, date for that one? I mean, I want I wanted it to be on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um I might have to push it back some. Just cuz I I mean, I'll tell you right now like at current it is 160k words, uh, very thick, very mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to <laughs> slim it down just because of you know some of the things that I worked out through the first draft um but we're in I'm in edits right now so hopefully by the end of the month it Mm -hmm. will come out um regardless of when it actually comes out it will come out earlier on patreon um Mm -hmm. but it like I said like Dionysus and Athena were my first real couple that I found Karen in Greek mythology, um, and it might have been just because they didn't actually get together in the myths, but everybody was so <laughs> tragic in the myths, so that might be it, but um, I'm very protective of them and their stories, so I definitely want to do it right, and um, that's probably probably also why it's 160k words, because mm-hmm. I just, just feelings everywhere, it's just Athena outwardly being grumpy and upset, and inwardly being like, wow, I fucking love him, look at him. Look mm. at that beautiful boy. So, and then it's it's Dionysus being, you know, chaos incarnate, but also being like, wow, she is so cute when she's angry. What the fuck? <laughs> Let me just poke that bear. Right? Like, just, <laughs> just for a second. But he's definitely like, you know, and it's, it's, you know, he's, yeah, he's like a big bear, a big baby bear, because like, he doesn't know his own strength or his own size, but, you know, he's very, you know, you know like six foot six and chubby and just runs around drinking wine and and running around with his nephews and and being now he wants to you know be kind of more political more of a politician for mm-hmm. Athena's benefit but reality that's not him and he's learning how to be like eh, it's okay if I just party all the time that's okay mm-hmm. like she still likes me so I think that's it <laughs> He can just be um, a trophy husband. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Was, like, actually, like, the way that I had started writing the last chapter in the beginning, like, when I first started, was like, you know, if you want me to be a stay-at-home boyfriend, I can be. This is like, <laughs> never take me on a trip again. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's definitely where it's going. Um, but it's going well, I think, now that I've kind of figured out. Um, but there's definitely a lot of action a lot of a lot of more external conflict um they obviously have some shit to work out because they're best friends mm-hmm. and need to move forward and you know Athena was raised by Zeus Zeus isn't there um they're trying to and then you know what Zeus did to Dionysus in book one I won't spoil but um them having to kind of deal with that and it's yeah. you know it's been a little while but it's still that thing of like you know this wound is still open we mm-hmm. went through a lot yeah. And Athena kind of realizing, like, I, you know, it, I feel like it's kind of my fault. I never stood up to Zeus. I didn't keep mm-hmm. him safe, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
girl there was nothing you could have done for that man yeah. like <laughs> and also so, with Dionysus being like the neglected child the child who wasn't really claimed and Athena being the child who he kind of adopted and mm-hmm. became his favorite child that's an I hadn't thought about that angle of it I, honestly I didn't either at the time because obviously you know Dionysus was raised by Hades and he was raised very well like he's very much loved by his uncle um but there is that thing of you know when they do finally get into those emotions or Athena's emotions about I didn't you know stop him or do anything like I was still on Zeus's side until the moment mm-hmm. that you know he did what he did to you and you were the reason that I finally said you know fuck this guy mm-hmm. not anything else that had happened which was obviously an issue because it's like it it, everything he did was okay to you until Mm. it involved Dionysus and I think he had you know Dionysus has to really look at her and say you know why did you think that those things were okay Mm -hmm. until that moment because it's not just Mm -hmm. about me there were other people involved so I think that that that's definitely an internal conflict but it's not something that they ever thought about because you know Dionysus had you know his uncle and you know you know Charon and and the rest of you know Hades camp the people that were helping him raise the kids and then you know he had his brothers so he didn't really think about that and then you know obviously you get into because we obviously hear a lot about you know Dionysus mom and who he was before he ended up in Chaos Falls before he met you know, Zeus and Hades and showed up on Zeus's doorstep and was rejected. Like you get to see that part of him and how he came into this world believing like everybody's going to love me. And so he kind of, you know, does everything he can to make everybody love him. And the only one that didn't was Zeus and he didn't understand why. So Mm -hmm. he kind of has to grapple with the fact that like, it it was never about me. Like Zeus doesn't love anybody but himself. So, um, definitely having to come to terms with that, but then also having to, you know, Athena, who she didn't really give a shit about anybody, but then she fell in love with him. So it was like this thing of, you know, how can I look myself in the face and think everything I did was okay or everything that I condoned in Zeus's, you know, and she was young, you know, they're still young. So she has a lot of growing, she still can do, but you still have to kind of reckon with the fact that like I let all of this shit slide mm-hmm. and right. I shouldn't have like there definitely should have been a boundary set long before he mm-hmm. did what he did to Dionysus so I think that's fun for them to kind of go through and it's also just you know she she never really got to have fun like she was always under Zeus's thumb she always has to be you know right she always had to do everything correctly she always had to be perfect and Dionysus long ago, you know, realized like, I'm never going to be good enough for my dad. So I'm just going to be better than him. I'm going to make people love me more than they love him. And he did that. So it's like, now you guys have to kind of both um, look at what Zeus's influence was on both of you and get past it because otherwise this is never going to work. But yeah, it's, it's been fun so far. I mean, they, they, they're still best friends. They've been best friends this whole time. So like, have to move past that I mean what's the heart what's the worst that can happen (laughs) so if you ever did decide to release the Snyder cut and release the 160,000 word draft I would read it 
I mean, and I, I don't have, even... and I have daddy issues, so <laughs> I, I, I would promise. move past it. <laughs> I can't even promise that it won't get any shorter. Like that's what I keep telling everybody because everybody's like, "Well, you know, you you should cut." I, I don't know. Like, what are these I people telling you to cut? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll try, but I don't make any promises because you know, like, uh, Aphro- Aphrodite and, and Hephaestus like keep me close was about. 115k i feel like it's supposed to increase i don't understand what the issue is but you know we'll see i'm not i'm not making any promises and if i think it should be in there it's gonna stay in there so you know we'll see if the fucking Um, turf who shan't be named (laughs) could increase by like several hundred pages each book that's what you, I'm you saying. Can, you can like get a, an extra 40,000 words. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think, it, you know, as long as it, as long as it's, uh, you know, not too, um, I mean, obviously there are some things that I know I have to take out just because like I changed mm-hmm. my mind. That's the way I work. Mm-hmm. And I like to put multiple storylines in so that at the end, then I can pick which one I want to stick with and then throw the other ones to some folder where I might need them later. But, you know, mm. um, but yeah, so and we'll see how long that it comes out. I'm not really, I look, I post <laughs> this myself. Nobody can actually tell me you can't Yeah, you know, this long. Like I have all the control. <laughs> I do whatever I want. So that's right. That's definitely a plus um, that I get to just say when it's, when it's done, it's done. So um, yeah, it's just a matter of like getting down to like base edits and then trying to see, but hopefully um, the end of the month, February, um, we will have Dionysus and Athena. Stay tuned. RM, where can people find you? Where can they catch up with you? And we'll also include all these links to the Patreon and Twitter and everything in the show notes. So you can find me at either my website, uh, rmvirtues.com, and you can sign up for my newsletter there. Uh, and then I am always on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, not much on Instagram, but more on Twitter. You will always know that you're following me on twitter Uh, (laughs) shut up but uh, at rm virtues for both and then patreon.com slash rm virtues where i post a lot of uh, bonus content for all of my books so this month actually uh, my patrons voted for a short of asheron and his first dinner with jenna penelope's sister and then possibly maybe Penelope gives him a reward after for being so good on his best behavior at dinner. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that'll Meg be- and I are signing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so there's also, you know, I'll have, you know, more excerpts for Let Me In. And then the rest of the sacrilegious, uh, series of sacrilegious events will have once I start writing those books. And then there's also, you know, like I said, the threesome, with uh, Hades, Persephone, and Hecate, and uh, other, I mean, I think Hephaestus and Aphrodite have one, and then um, for my contemporary romance, what are the odds? Uh, Kai and Elena actually probably have the most shorts right now, but they they had a Christmas short, and um, they, yeah, so it's just everybody votes every month, and then I just deliver, um, so yeah, no there's pressure. Just a little, just a little. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you do sign up, you get the book early, um, all of the ebooks early um, for the second tier, and then third tier, you get to even name a character and cust- and get a custom short. So, um, a lot of people haven't 
cashed in on those yet. I don't, I'm scared I'm going to get them all at once, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of fun stuff that you can find on there. So cool. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you guys for having me so much. This was so fun. I really was so excited about um, being here. And then whenever you were like, do you want to play Would You Rather? I was like, absolutely. (laughs) That was all the beautiful and genius Meg who came up with that. Very good. Very good job, Meg. I really appreciate it. Yeah, because it's fun. Playing games is a lot more fun to me than like, you know, the whole time everybody's just asking me questions and I'm just like, I... I know as much as y'all do. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really not as organized as everybody thinks I am. Like, I just figured it out 10 minutes ago. But yeah. So, but yeah, this was this was a lot easier because I mean gods of hunger is definitely I can I can talk about. But yeah, like Ashron is I'm just like, yeah, me and him, we figured it all out together. Like he just grew appendages as we went. <laughs> That okay, he was buddy. like, I, I want this. <laughs> I request these modifications. And I did it. That's it. He was like, hey, can I, you think you can throw in a tail? Do you think, yeah, dude, what? Whatever you want. Go ahead. <laughs> Anything for you. <laughs> Amazing. So all those links will be in the show notes. Go and look at the cover of Let Me In. It is gorgeous. It's so cool. And you can find us everywhere on social media we'll have those links our website is makeoutalreadypod.com we have merch it is really cool you should check it out and until next time air kisses